Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. We start out on this new road. No turning back. But we have our ancestors with us. We're going to continue to dance with them. Dreaming them. Calling them. We are becoming what we were. It is borrowed that Maya prophecies. Seven triangles of light. Keep walking. You are the spirit of Unaku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unaku. Are getting back their voices. They are becoming real to us and speaking to the 
people of the 20th century about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore. You are the spirit of Unapku. Keep walking. We the human, we are doing the spirit of Unapku. Oh, Omateo. Yo, yo. Armando. Zero. LA Natives. LA Natives. I'm excited, dude. I'm really excited to meet these guys because these guys are fire. Whoever's tuning in to LA Natives, you guys are going to be in for a treat because these brothers, they're putting it down hard and in the public eye. Yes. In a mainstream fashion. In Canada as well. Well, internationally, they're not really, I don't know. If, well, I'm sure they're known in, in the U.S., but the point is that we get them here today. How, how I see it, you know, you know, Zero, as you know, I'm a big hip-hop head, and I'm a big fan of indigenous hip-hop, mm-hmm. native hip-hop, mm-hmm. and they're up there. They're on, on, on that level, you know what I'm saying? They're cut of a different cloth, if you know what I mean, especially when it comes to raw, dope hip-hop, like, Bro, they blew my mind. It's hard to incorporate your true feelings, your true identity in pop culture because this culture is very racist. It only wants to see what it wants to see. But when an indigenous group like Snotty Nose Red Kids, give, they gave the wrong people the mic because these brothers not only protest and walk on this land like if they own it they bring so much pride to our community it's dope and an honor to have them on LED. right um i'm surprised they even took our invite it's not even those kids you know remember zero was a concept podcast and then just turned into something completely different it became up for the community absolutely i mean i've always my music my career my life. Once I understood who I was at the age of 18, I haven't looked back about being Native and fighting for Native rights. And when you have talented youth, they have finally understood our true position on this planet. And they're able to do it in a mainstream fashion and have hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of kids with them and bringing up their reservation or wherever they're from. These guys are like, these guys are warriors. I really, I really appreciate everyone tuning in um, on YouTube, on our Twitch. Shout out to all of our new subscribers via our website. We've had a few t-shirt orders come in. Um, our Wednesday show is fantastic. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that la- one's fun. Our last Wednesday show was just awesome. The well, chat it, was through the roof. I think I made a mistake in trying to think that individuals out there are up on a lot of the stuff that I know. And and they're kind of not. So I'm kind of inspiring my friends to chime in on Wednesday because Wednesday's informative and interactive. There's no superstar on that show. There's only people who have an opinion and want to help people through this very difficult time. And you do that with music. You do that with medicine. You do that with a humility and a bravery like these two young individuals. These guys are dope. I'm a big fan of theirs. Right? And 
it just goes to show the quality of artists that we book for LA Natives, right? Just ever since episode one, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own uh, road, right, Zero? You know, Tribe Called Red made a song called, you know, with featuring um, John Trudell. I don't, I don't remember the name of it. I know it's not, I don't have the name off the top of my head, but he starts off that we were the hallucination, right? We were like apparitions that were there that white people could just shove aside and take whatever they want for 500 years, you know? So when it, you know, all that is in, is in their music. All that is like, we have a chance to expose that through LA natives. You know what I mean? Anyways. So, and one keyword that you mentioned last week when we were checking out their, their content mm. is that it's, it, it's a nice progressive sound. Yeah. It's but not with raw hip hop, lyrics, substance, subject matter, everything. We, we had full blown conversations, right, Zero, last week? Um, we've had several since we knew they were coming on. And, and the truth is that they put it all together, bro. They, they got their look, they got their music. I'm, again, want to see, I want to pick into the brain of these individuals who, who right. really and, have. And, you know, all of our followers know that this podcast revolves around indigenous hip hop. Yeah, good ones, good yes. indigenous. I don't want to say good because there's developing artists, and then there's artists that you clearly know where they're coming from. They're clearly focused on their intention and their music, and so we get to get these type of artists on LA Natives, and we've been super lucky because you only did it once. You only you didn't have to hound anybody. They just no. kind of went, "I'm down." know what i mean and that just shows our humility so to uh reciprocate that love we're gonna invite them to a lot of stuff that you do down here because you're a big heavyweight in the booking scene so i'm excited for that too thank you zero thank you for that compliment <laughs> hey bro when you work with necro when you work with eptos when you work with when you get to go hey i want to book the roxy uh, let me figure out when i could do that it's like that's not easy to do yeah that's hard to do it takes years and years and your talent is vetting talent like you know who has it and who doesn't you know what i mean like who, who who's t who's worth the time to invest in and i'm honored that you chose me for this podcast to speak about indigenous rights and present the most talented indigenous artist that's that to me is historical and I want to thank you for that, brother. And by the way, you know, uh, <coughs> you're going to be performing at the International Indigenous Hip Hop Awards. Whoa, I didn't know that, but now I guess I do. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. I will be on the Native Indigenous Hip Hop Music Awards. Congratulations, Humbly, Zero. humbly, humbly. If I get to perform or... Those brothers, <coughs> they've been treating us good, right? Like, you know, we reached out. Now we're, you know, cross doing some major cross-promotion. Kudos, you know, kudos to the, that that team over there. Those guys, those guys are working with heart, and they're doing what everybody else did. Where, you know, nobody wants to come to us. Well, we're going to do it ourselves. Yes. So it's up to us as a community, as a family, to pay attention to what these brothers are doing, to make this circle a huge circle that's 
beyond controllable. You know what I mean? Like they can't control the intention of a humble mission. And that's to reunite the families across borders that were imposed on us through colonial torture. Yes. And now we're free. And this is what I love about Snotty Nose Red Kids. When I listen to their music, I've never f- saw somebody so free. Like, I'm native. Yeah, I was poor. Who cares? What? And what? And then be like a superstar. That's I'm a big fan of them now. Like, I haven't... I didn't know about them till we booked them, like, when you first told me that we booked them. But I haven't stopped listening to them. That's right. They're dope. And well, they're from Canada. Well, that's what hip-hop is all about. Yeah. Underground hip-hop, mainstream hip-hop, whatever type of hip-hop... You know, as an artist, you're positioned in. If it's dope, if if, if it's something that you gravitate to, that's when you know you're dope. Well, I mean, Dreezus is the same way. Oh man, that Dreezus interview last week was amazing. Yeah. It's like back to back, bro. We got Dreezus now. We got Snotty Nose Red Kid, Res Kids. And let's go ahead and bring him in. Yo, yo, my brothers, how you doing? Hey, we good, man. Chilling, bros, man. I was gonna say, I was oh. gonna say, flip the, flip the G to a Z, and you got Snotty Nose Red Kids. <laughs> right on. <laughs> How you guys doing? We're. I'm shocked that you're on this podcast, really, because you guys are oh, so man. talented and so successful, and it's so inspiring. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for one. You know, that's like. Yeah. When, when you come into this humble home, it's very small, but it's a powerful home. We have a lot mm-hmm. of connections down here. And as we grow this thing, to reach out to the forest of lands and go, hey, brother, I'm reaching out a hand to you right here. Mm-hmm. We're right here. We're humbly. This is your house, LA Natives. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Snotty Nose Red kid, Res Kids. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, thanks for having us. And thanks for that introduction. That was bad, yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Come on, bro. It's, it's fucking true. Your music is so free. Like when I'm listening to that, those songs like um, Bougie Natives or I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know all the names, but I've been hooked on your music. Oh, but when I hear it, I feel like these guys could walk into the White House, kick their shoes on their on the sofa, light up a blunt and say, uh, where's my food? <laughs> That's you guys. That's what I feel like your music is. And I'm right there with you, bro. I'm like in the back door going, following behind because I love it, bro. You guys are popular. You guys are talented. And you guys have every single, you guys are superstars, bro. That's all oh, I got to say. You. And I'm, I'm not just joking, bro. I just love to, I love to share the truth, man. I'm not going to, I'm a, I'm a music fanatic. I've been playing music since I was 17 years old. You know, I played the Roxy Theater when I was 18 years old and I sold it out when I, my rock band. So when I get to see the next big thing and I get to talk to them, whoa, I'm blown, brother. You know what I mean? Yes, sir, man. So, Again, thank you. It's, yeah, so, yo, sorry, yo, I, I like actually just missed that because uh, someone tried to call me. I'm on my phone here. Oh, so my bad, bro. It's all good. It's all good, brother. So just talk about your music, man. This is your platform. I was excited to introduce yeah. you guys because I haven't, I, I've never met individuals this talented and so clear. You know what I mean with their message. It's dope. Yeah, 
they left or like you know like you know like hey like the, the first thing that like you know when we started doing snotty nose rice kids is like you know the snotty nose stands for like us being free and us being ourselves mm. us being able to like be raised in our community with freedom mm. and you know like like you know you guys are out in la but out here it's cold right now mm. you know so like with freedom like it's like us like running around in like hoodies and like mm. coming home with, like snotty noses and stuff mm. letting the world know we might be a little rough around the edges but that's what makes us beautiful you know and like and like with like the res kids you know like we had to put on for our people our roots and like we put on for like where we come from and our and our uh our territories and our, and our most importantly our reservations and when we think about like native hip-hop like for us like you know like a lot of like like the old heads back in the day it was always like you know like they talked about like the reservations being like you know like ghettos and hoods and like you know it's like nothing but negative and like when we were doing this like we like there's so much positive to talk about when you think about reservations you think about community you think about family you think about the way that we were raised mm. and you know like just because like uh the settler uh colonial society uh they 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 force us forced us into like this way of living and a lot of us like forced into poverty you know we we're given the worst of the worst when it came to land we were stripped off our territories we were put into treaties that they never respected so when you think about snotting those res kids we talk about positivity mm. and we talk about like all the, the great things that come from being raised on the res mm. and like that's that's one, one thing for us other thing like you know when you think about our music and our sounds we roll with the times mm. a lot of old heads like back in the day they're like yo i don't fuck with this shit like i don't i don't i don't like this new sound i don't like the autotune i don't like it i know that but you know like like dude like we're huge kanye west fans you know like and hip-hop is like the for me mm. it's like you know it's like the, it it it's forever evolving and if you don't evolve with it you fall behind it so like you gotta like stay up to date or else you just fall off you know what i mean i agree 100 percent. and i'm glad that you mentioned kanye west because like though that's the type of artistry that i see in you guys you know what i mean like a collaboration with kanye west would be would make sense with individuals like yourself you know what i mean uh, yeah. and, Crazy. For real, that's, that's how, that, not everybody's going to yeah, fit into that. True, man. Of course, I mean, that's, you know, we're native, bro. You know, in, in our, in, what I like about your music is that when I hear it, it reminds me of growing up in East L.A. being very poor. You know what I mean? And, and right. we had the same issue, but we didn't live in snow. We just didn't have sweaters because we couldn't afford them or we didn't have them or someone kicked them mm -hmm. down and someone's making mm -hmm. fun of you and... You know, you're going to school with your brother's sweater who's like three times bigger than you. And we, we relate in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember going to middle school in flip-flops because my mom couldn't afford shoes. Yeah. And she's all, well, just put those flip-flops yeah. go to school. So I understand. I relate so mm -hmm. much to it. That's why I'm such a huge fan of your music, man. So keep telling us about it, bro. Oh, keep telling us about what, what, what it's like over there. I know when I was, you know, touring with El Vu, we were able to go to certain reservations over here in Arizona and it was like we were flipping our, our wig going, the poverty, we thought we were poor. The poverty yeah. in reservations is like three, four times more. Man, my yeah. heart broke. Yeah. My heart broke. I was like, I thought, I, I stopped complaining after that. I was like, yeah. what am I complaining about? 100%. Like, we've had some of those experiences, like, whether it was like doing shows or going out to do some workshops, and same thing like we thought we we're just like 
you know, like when it's growing up, it's just like, damn, like we got to get out of here. You know what I mean? And then we started to experience other reservations across the country. And it was just that I was like, damn, I thought we had it bad, you know? And like, just like you said, like we just developed a whole new appreciation just for what we had growing up, even though <laughs> growing up, I know for me, I had a lot of hand-me-downs, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. same thing, like I was raised by a single mom, right? Mm-hmm. So like i remember having one of my cousins he's like six five six six and i would get his hand-me-downs and they would just be like beggy as shit on me yeah back then dude you look you were probably ahead of your time they're probably going man this brother has fashion look at these guys <laughs> but i i love the way you guys turn around poverty and make it look like what it's not cool to be like this. Like, you know, uh, what world do yeah. you live in? Like, we're we're having fun and we don't yeah. care if we are in an old car like or not or if it's in, you know, that's so yeah. cool because you know what? You open up the door to poor people across this globe that will go, whoa, I, I like this old car. I, I, mm. I like I like being I like being like that. I like being myself. Yeah, I don't want to be separate from people and think I'm better than them, like a narcissist, colonial um, imposer, right? I don't want to be, I don't want to run from my neighborhood to be something that I'm not. And that's, yeah. I hear that in your music, guys. Yeah. And yo, like, you know, like, even if you say that kind of stuff, like, you know, like, you graduate high school, you take it, you take pride in that $3,000 whip that your dad bought you or your mom bought you and that they saved up for to yeah. buy for your graduation, you know, and you take pride in that. And, like, that's, like, Indian car, res rockets, stuff like that, you know? And, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, like, yeah, like, we might come from poverty. We might come from, like, uh, you know, like, where our people aren't making a whole lot of money. Or, but, you know, like, currency isn't everything, and, like, community is everything. And that's, like, one thing that is, like, so beautiful about reservations. It's, like, um, it's, like, like, open-door policies, like, where we come from. Like, you know, you can, like, go to, like, like I can go to D's house and just open the door and like go into his freezer and like make some mini pieces and stuff like that, you know, like whatever's nice. in the fridge, his mom's like, help yourself, you know, and like that's what it is. Like reservation life is family. And it's like and like with like people that come from poverty, they understand that you need to share. You need to like share love. You need to love yourself. You need to like look out for your, your people because without that, like we wouldn't survive, you know, like Yeah. And that's yeah. how it is, you know. It's, it, a, that, it's that's clearly what's community. It's, you know, you're saying a lot of positive things and it seems like, you know, like you said, if you're not evolving with the times, right, if you're not evolving with the message that's out there, which is very like, I'm me, look at me, look how rich I am, look this and that. But to flip it in a way where it's like, look, I'm in this very successful position, but everybody else behind me is too. So it's just like a big party every time I see your songs. And they're saying important things, like important yeah. things, like about Standing Rock, about who you are, about not being ashamed of being ripped away from everything that you owned and then made fun of because you're poor. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys rose above that. What do you, what do you guys, yeah. you know, take us back to the early days. How did it get there? How did it get to that? Was it like that from the beginning or did you just kind of evolve that message into that? Uh, we we kind of just evolved over time, you know, uh, in the early, early days when we were like 11, 12, uh, we were all of our older cousins. They just bumped, you know, 
Tupac, Biggie, Snoop Dogg, Dre, mm-hmm. all the West Coast stuff, you know, and right. you know, with Biggie too. So when we were growing up and when we started to fall in love with hip hop, we would watch uh, the Up and Smoke tour all the time. Like we had it on DVD. <laughs> nice. And like we would like imitate some of the performances because that's how much like we loved it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at a very young age, we're just like, I want to do that. We want to do that. I fell in love with hip hop. Yeah, and god damn it we're gonna do it someday <laughs> yeah. but as far as the writing goes uh not very younger days it was pretty random just like kind of skill based you... right developing the hip-hop skills yeah, and right stuff like bullshit, that really yeah yeah but it wasn't it wasn't until like we moved to vancouver and moved away from home to where we started to really our eyes began to open and we started to learn about like land protectors and meet you know academics and then like just everything it was just like a big melting pot of gumbo when we moved here and it was just the indigenous community was just tight-knit you know what i mean and like they embraced us with open arms and we just like we started to learn so much from everybody so and then that actually made us look back at our homelands and be like yo we take a lot of this shit for granted you know what i mean like the water the mountains all that wow and you know before we started doing the first album it was just like yo let's let's step up and try be that voice you know because it's long overdue if you think about it way beyond way beyond overdue yeah like right from the jump our goal was to inspire the youth because when we were coming up like you said you know we're big kanye fans we're big lil wayne fans we're big outcast fans you know like Mm, mm. And when we were coming up, social media wasn't social media yet. Right. You know, like YouTube was just starting and mm. Facebook was just getting off the ground. And I think it was like Bebo when we were starting <laughs> and like MySpace. So there were other indigenous artists out there that were doing it before us. But like, unlike today, where it's like you're one click away from one app away from seeing what the artist is doing. The only time you would see another artist would be like for us it was like much music you know what i mean like rap city videos or you know we, stars and like, we yeah we, we talked me and armando talked a lot about you guys and just your career not in a good way you know it's like wow look at how dope they are look at how successful they are and you know they're like you know but then you go and you think about like how many indigenous people really get the shot to say what they need to say right and if we look back in musical history there was a band called redbone you can name one right yeah you can name one right redbone that's it where's the other one where's the other one where's the other and this whole 500 year history of music i mean yeah Right, I, I but I only knew Redbone. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, oh, it, yeah. there was like there wasn't a nobody ever looked at our community and said, "Wow, there's talented people there. There's people yeah. with a voice. There's people with." And then now here comes these two very talented hip hop artists that put it all together, bro. It's not easy to put everything together, and you guys did it. That's so yeah. inspiring. That's so inspiring, yeah, and I and I know you're gonna inspire the next generations to walk in the same path yeah yeah at the end of the day that's the goal you know what i mean i, I have a question for you guys um do any of you guys come come out of like a battling background man because i checked out a lot of you guys' underground shit man and man blew me away bro like zero knows i run a website called underground hip-hop blog so i'm like a big fucking mm. underground head right mm-hmm. and 
man, you guys could go bar for bar with like almost everyone that I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was actually going digging deep, dude, and and you guys have just amazing videos, bro. I know you guys have a a a, a big span of music, but when was it in your guys's career when you guys just started going like just full blown indigenous hip hop, native hip hop, you know, or was it just like right off the bat? And if yeah. if, if you guys come from a battling background, um, go ahead. Yeah, we don't really come from like a violent background per se, because you know, like, like, uh, like we're not like inner city kids. You know, like we come from like a reservation, eighteen hours from like the nearest city. Like we live in Vancouver right now, wow. and like, like where we're from, where it's like eighteen hour drive. It's like sixteen hundred kilometers or something like that. I don't know what it is in miles over there, mm. but you know, like, so like for us, it was all about like just uh, representing for our people. Because you know, like you know, we knew like Jesus, we knew like Joey Styles, but it wasn't until like we seen them on like, uh, like like you said, like Rap City and all that, you know, like or like much music, and we never knew there was like other native rappers out there that were doing it like what we wanted to do. Mm. And I think like one of our like inspirations like was uh, Darren's older brother Daniel. Uh, he was always like, yo, like, yo, you guys, because we used to like rap about like party bullshit, smoke weed, like just do the stupid teenager shit, you know? Mm. And uh, Daniel was like, no, dude, like, you gotta make it like indigenous. You gotta make it about like living on the reds. You gotta make it about like us. Wow. And we're like, yeah. And then we're like, yeah, let's do it like that. And the thing is, you know, like, like we use this music and like just to like, like add to what Darren said earlier and to add to like the question that you asked earlier like you know like we use this music as a healing tool for ourselves first and foremost mm. because it's our art and like like to like you know like um we use it to get over things like you know like suicide in our community was it was an epidemic that was going on you know and like we had to talk about we had to talk about it and we interviewed people that went through that kind of like a like a change in their life like you know like, like they were going through depression and stuff like that and like you know like mm. I never felt depression until this year, like after this uh, this whole like pandemic thing happened. You know, I'm a I'm 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 a extrovert. You know, like I like to talk to people. I can be out there, and like when I can't do that, I kind of like go into like, like a darker side, and like I kind of feel weird. You know, and, like when I'm not on stage, I feel weird. Wow. So like this year, I kind of like felt that, and it kind of brought me back to the first album. And like you know, like we use it for our own way of healing, but at the same time, like you know, like it's for our indigenous youth to heal. It's so that we don't have these suicide epidemics going on across the country, across like uh, Turtle Island, you know, like we're trying to heal as a people and we're trying to heal our people at the same time. Wow, I'm so glad that you mentioned that mm. because to me on this podcast, that's what's important. People need to know that reservation children are taking their lives because they feel hopeless. Because... Yeah. Uh, we don't even know why you, who, what we don't know why a person would say or do that it's such a traumatic decision yeah all we can do is you know i'm so glad you, you said that brother because that's that's what i want to expose this is the truth yeah, about our genocide yeah. you know <laughs> my yo, like, like just like yo like uh new year's eve you know like uh like we lost a brother you know like our wow. dj dj cookham wow. we lost her, her brother to uh we lost him to suicide you know like suicide took him and it was a huge hit on our community like he was like he was he was a bright light he was a beam of light and he inspired a lot of people and you know like like and the way that i look at it sometimes like you know like he was put here to like inspire people you know like 
and it's so sad to see like our people uh like losing their lives to suicide and we need to talk about it we need to like normalize going to counseling we need to normalize talking about our our, our traumas yeah. and how to heal from these traumas we need to normalize talking about the pain that we're going through as an indigenous people like like there's no there's nothing wrong with going to counseling you know and like and a lot of people like they they, they kind of like uh demonize us for thinking that yo it's okay to get help you know they, they, they like act like you know like we're little i, I like, agree i can only I, can, I, can, I can't agree with you more i went to 15 years of therapy myself because i was lucky enough to have enough money to do it and, and yeah. it's it inspired me as an artist to one day hopefully build a building that offers that for free for our traumatic yeah. suffering right i'm glad yeah, that man. you guys are who you are bros like i knew i loved your music but now i love you guys because yeah, this is truth you. i'm glad that you're talking about this we need yeah. we need to make a documentary about this we need to make a hundred documentaries about this because yeah and no, i we know need to, we need to normalize getting help you know like absolutely it's okay for us to hurt like people see us hurting but it's we don't we don't like we don't think it's like okay for us to get help like we for us to like come out of this we need help you know like we need to absolutely. have people to talk to absolutely yeah and to kind of to add on to that you know when it comes to like the trauma and like what it does to the mental health that's like a direct effect from residential schools you know what i mean like you know like a lot of us we've had like grandparents go into it and for some of my homies and some of our homies some of their parents went into it you know what i mean and like a lot of people don't understand the into their intergenerational trauma that comes with that yeah. you know what i mean because if you look back to residential schools it's like they were shamed for talking about their feelings or what made them upset they were taught to bottle it up they were taught to push it down and keep going mm -hmm. and then that and then that eventually gets passed on to the next generation and the next generation you know and you know i, I myself i've been going to like counseling therapy I, th I started doing it at the beginning of last year you know what i mean and like it's helped me grow tremendously man yeah. like i still got shit to talk about you know and it's it's not just that but for me going through it personally it, it it's helping me express things in more depth and detail yeah you know yeah. what i mean so like it's not it's not just helping me as an individual it's helping me as an artist wow you know and, and to understand where the roots of some problems and triggers or traumas like the, where the root of it comes from absolutely you know and you know like if you look at you know the indigenous communities like there's so much so many gifted people man like mm. whether it's music whether it's sports whether it's academics <clears throat> whether it's learning the tradition culture and languages like there's just so many gifted people but because of that trauma and that we can't heal it a lot of people don't fulfill their full potential right yeah. you know what i mean right and well yeah man you know it, i have i have a take if you don't mind i have mm -hmm. a take about like what just to we, add to that too like yeah. i just want to like touch on like what darren said about like residential schools and like yeah. how like we're still affected through traditional trauma like you know like like my auntie like one of the women that raised me like i was just like a strong like background of women aunties and like just like like we come from like a lot like oh is he cutting out i think so he's on his phone to uh there express 
the way that you actually feel and the pain that you're going through, especially as a man. Yeah. You know, and uh, the, one of the things that I did do is like I wanted to, uh, I wanted to like learn about like what my auntie went through. I wanted to learn about like what my my uh, my family and like my kingdom went through. Mm. And so like I, what I did was like I I. I set up this, these interviews with the residential school survivors, mm. and I wanted to like I wanted to know what their experience was there. And there was a lot of different things, you know, like a lot of people like like some people actually liked it, and some people like like enjoyed it. But there was also people that like you know they were abused, and they were like abused in like a really terrible way. Right. And so like what I wanted to do was like I wanted to expose it, and that was something that me and Darren always talked about was just exposing like uh, like the hurt that um, settler like colonial this colonial society that we live in put on native people we were taught to hate ourselves we were taught to kill the indian save the man they right. wanted us to be white they wanted us to like you know like just uh uh you know like pray to their god not right. and like and demonize us for anything else that we believe in you know they got rid of the potlatch they got rid of like our languages they like try to kill us you know mm-hmm. and when i when i was doing all that like like so, for example, I'll spit a little bar here. Like, it's like, have you heard the real story about the planet of the apes? It's twisted as fuck. I'm here to tell it straight. It happened here on Earth, and for what it's all worth, the men were shot dead and the women were raped. They dug up our ribs, devoured rotten flesh. They were starving to death. They were looking for gold. They were starving to death. They taught you this in school, so I know you know the rest. But here's what happened next in case it wasn't on the test. They kidnapped our people, raided our crops, befriended our chiefs before they were all shot. It doesn't stop there, man. I'm just getting started. There's a moment of silence to the dearly departed. And then I go off, like, the whole thing is, like, just bars on that, like, on, like, a four-minute trap, just bars, like, you know, like, no hook or nothing. And I'm just telling a story about, like, what my auntie told me. And wow. the beautiful thing about, like, hip-hop and music is, like, you know, like, like my auntie and my uncles and everything, they don't listen to hip-hop. But when you put something in front of them and they want to, they, they know it's about them. Right. Uh, like, my family members started talking about what they went through because of what we talked about in that song. Wow. And it was beautiful, you know, like and they started healing after that, after like 30 years of not talking about it. Right. And they were finally starting to heal. And that was through hip hop, you know, through like what we wrote. Absolutely. You, I mean, that story is tremendously powerful. Like anybody yo, that yo, had zero, yo. you guys are cut from the same cloth, bro. Like, yeah, I'm shocked. I completely understand. And uh, that's the thing is that, that these brothers are fired up about talking about. And I, I don't want to say a thing, you know, because these guys are saying all they need to say. And I just am happy listening to the youth express the truth about our 500 year genocide. And you I know? know how important the um, suicide topic is for you. Zero. Big time. Very big time. Because, you know, a lot of people in my life have experienced something like that and to know to know that a human can get to that place where they don't want to be here the the one gift that the great creator the one the one mystery that we can never define or understand the one gift we got we said we don't want it no more that's a very sad place and so music that inspires them to look in the mirror and and say wait a minute why, why am I taking this negative side when there's life, when there's fun, when there's pride, when, and that's your music, brothers? That's what I see. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. see one native sad in, that, in any of those videos. They were all happy and 
and join the company with whatever was given. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about your message, brothers. I really do. Yo, just like, just like, just, uh, just to say to you, like, I'm sorry to hear, like, like that you've been through that because, you know, yeah, like, it's, it's not easy for any of us, you know, like, yeah. and uh, for us, the, our first experience with, like, suicide is, like, our little cousin, uh, Darren, and, like, she, she lost her life to suicide when she was in high school. And then uh, me, and, uh, me and the boys were all at, like, a Kanye West show here in Vancouver. Mm. And uh, and then we got the news of my brother, like, he he lost his life to suicide as well. And then we're like, yo, like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like, and booked a flight next, first thing in the morning, and, like, came home and dealt with it. You know, and, like, and, like, for us, it's, like, it's, like, when we hear that, if we could save one life, because we normalize talking about mental illness and talking about grief and uh like uh uh like sorry my mind just went blank but like uh like what darren was saying about intergenerational trauma mm. it's all it needs to be normalized and we need to be able to cry and let our brothers and sisters know that we are here for them mm. we need to be able to tell them about the pains that we feel we can't like bottle that shit up you know like we, we need to be able to talk about it mm. And like with us, you know, like what you said, like you was talking about like us expressing the beauty of being raised on the res and raised within community. Mm. And you see the beauty in like being indigenous and we're finding a time, you know, like when I was a kid, I was I was ashamed to be native because people would like, Yeah, you're pretty fucking cool for an Indian. I'm like, You're pretty cool for an Indian, like like what do you mean? Yeah. You know, and I didn't I didn't know, I didn't know the difference. Like like I was just I was an Indian and what these kids were white, you know, and like I didn't to me like it I didn't look at them the way that they looked at me, so like it made no sense to me, you know. Yeah. And kids these days are not going through that as bad as we did, you know. Like, like mm. you talk about seven generations, and like we're healing, we're healing, we're healing, and we're gonna get better. Mm. And one of our goals is like, you know, like the next generation come after us. We want to make them proud to be indigenous, you know. Like we want to represent for them and let them know that like yeah. we're here for them and we're here for you to like let you know that. You should be fucking proud of your brown skin and your long black hair and Absolutely. whatever it is. Like you know, you're even if you're like if you're a light skin or whatever, like be yeah. proud of that. You know, like yeah. we. Oh. oh. Absolutely. It's cool, brothers. Like you know, we'll, we'll deal with technology. But you want to say something, brother? You're, you you've been very patient. That's what I love. Look how. Dude, I, I know other artists that'll cut other artists. Like, they're in the same group, and they're like, you guys have such a clear message, and you guys are so respectable about each other's time. I, that's another thing that you have to point out as, as a, <laughs> you know, an interviewer is that, you know, now that I am an interviewer, I haven't done it very long. But, you know, do you have anything to add to that, brother? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's just, you know, just to be able to start that conversation because yeah. more often than not, it's, Hey, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in order to grow, uncomfortable conversations need to happen. Well, that's that's the point of what I try to bring out in LA Natives. My mm. my statement, my mission statement starts with surviving 500 years of genocide. That's the first sentence in what we do here. And the fact that we're talking about indigenous issues that seem to be tucked away in a faraway place where we can't see because nobody has cable and nobody has enough resources to bring out that message. Uh, being from Los Angeles, we can proliferate a message globally here. You know what I mean? And with the right 
doorways open, we can create large events like Armando does down here with these very other 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 messages. You know what I mean? But when Armando hit me up, he said like, no, there's an indigenous hip hop movement. Like indigenous people have something to say. And we started diving into that ocean. And I said, we have a chance now. Right. And then brothers like yourselves who are so super famous, like we're really shocked that you guys invite, you know, the, the invite was accepted. But here we are talking about issues that matter. And this is what I want to talk about. I love your career, brothers. I know you guys are going to be famous and you guys are going to rock that song with Kanye. But if I could talk to you about what you feel about the suicide epidemic that's happening in our reservations, the meth epidemic that's happening in our reservations. This is what we'll talk about. Because that's priority in my my opinion. I hope it's and, okay. And, yeah, and about 100%. the the whole genre of indigenous hip hop, that's what I like about it. It's yeah. because it's very progressive, conscious. It's it, it's of substance for, you know how I always say it, zero right. Like it's it's one thing about being a hip hop artist and being you know popular, right? Right, talking about just the generic bullshit that's out there. Mm-hmm. But then when you take it up the next level, and then you're talking about indigenous native issues in your music. It just, you're already cut of a different cloth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and all those issues I think are very, are vital for that genre. Yeah. Well, it's, cause, cause, it's cause true. when I listen to El Vu, like you talk, you guys talk about all that all day. Right. Well, the difference in, in our message is that I know I'm indigenous, but I don't know my grandma. I don't know my grandpa. I don't know my original lands. That's how far my trauma comes, you know? So I started to figure out, wait a minute, something's off about this story. It wasn't grown men resisting their colonialism. It was their theft of babies and indoctrinating those children. That's what caused this negative loop in an indigenous mind, right? Because when they take you from your mother and your father and your grandfather and they beat you into telling you that you're not who you are, but they didn't remember that the blood gets encoded with historical trauma, self-imposed trauma, Sundance, Vision Quest, Sweat Lodge, and that awakens warriors. And I think that's what these brothers are right here. So I have a question for you guys just on the, on the hip-hop side. You guys' production and just Fire. full-blown timing and delivery, bro, guys, you Fire. guys are amazing. Like, like who sources the production, you know, do you guys produce for yourselves? Do you guys, do you guys work with, like, one or two solid producers, or is it, or is it a variety? Oh, yo, yo. Is he cutting out? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's cutting out. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, usually, uh, for the last, the first three albums we did, we we would source the beats out online. Okay. You know, and, uh, for our last one, Trapline, we worked with a lot of producers that were from Atlanta. Oh, wow. You know, and, uh, like Kato, he's a huge one, probably our favorite. Mm. Uh, there's like another guy, his name is Taylor King. Mm. And yeah, so like the first three albums, we didn't really have much hands on with the mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I started making beats uh, 
end of 2018. Okay. And then once, once the pandemic hit, I just doubled down, man. Like, so there's future two, productions with two, your your name and, on it. There's future. Yeah, actually, I actually produced one track that we put out last year. It's called uh, Peaks and Valleys. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then our homie produced the outro for that one. But yeah, man, like we're slowly, finally starting to get into that lane of producing our own shit, and it's saves us a nice bit of money <laughs> absolutely because <laughs> the names that you were bringing up but did you want to say something about the production brother oh is he still coming out i think he's coming out still. well i'm the sound is there brother the sound is like you guys are picking the right beats because you're fitting right in with like heavyweight you know what I mean? Like I could see yeah, you. I could see that Kanye West thing because you know he's very opportunist, and you guys are native, and you know he'll 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 make it happen. And if Rick Rubin would jump on the production, I mean on the producing side of that thing, you're gonna have a golden. You're gonna have a golden hit. So, so that's what I wish for you guys: Rick Rubin, Kanye West, Naughty Nose Res Kids. I, I call man, it we, right now. If we could work with any legend, that would be a dream come true, man. You will. You guys are talented, brother. You guys did it all right. You guys, your heart was in the right place, and the and the creator blessed you guys. And look at your platform. Look at your platform. So, bro. so uh, I want to ask you guys: um, How did you guys meet? How do you guys know each other? Are you guys friends, family? Um, and and then and then give us a a little bit of background on on the names. Not you know, Redskins. Well, homie, yeah. homie said a little bit in the beginning, but yeah, give us your take. I want to hear what you yeah. said. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Tribes, uh, we're cousins. Oh, okay, actually. cool. Man. Yeah, family. Uh, That's right. Our grandparents. Yeah, family. And yeah, growing up, he was a uh, like best friends with my older brother, mm. and more often than not, I was just like the little brother that tagged along everywhere. Mm. <laughs> you know, so like we've known each other for like as long as I can remember. We played a lot of basketball together growing up. Mm. And like, or like his dad was the coach. So whenever it came to like road trips, me and my brother would ride with tribes and his brother and his dad, you know? So before music even started, we were already like, we were locked in. We, nice. we already had a chemistry because of basketball. Right. Wow. So yeah. And then as we started doing music, I kind of just snowballed effect. But as far as the name study those res kids goes, uh, you know, we just wanted a name that represented us without us having to explain to you who we are. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And yeah, it's just bro. At first, at I, first, I I'm not gonna name. lie. When I heard that like, name, when I heard that name, I was blown away. Yeah, it, it, it was it such was, a fucking. It was it's a, hard to forget, man. Dude, it, it, it's not like even name. that. It no, just honestly, I, I saw everything. I saw like, yeah. I saw a, a dirt street. I saw. A kid in diapers walking on the street. You know, like I saw it all. Well, I saw everything. Zero for me. It's like okay, they're rocking in LA. We need to go buy a ticket and check them out. Yeah. That's the type of vibe I got. Oh, these guys like, are super. Like stars, an instant, I'm gonna like, line oh, up shit. at the Roxy for uh, these guys. A dope, for sure. a dope act is playing in LA. It's not even those red kids. I've never heard of him before. I want to go check them out. Yeah, guys, like that's that's. I'm a big hip hop head. I throw big concerts out here, and and I know how powerful names are, and man. I can't wait to see Billboard number one snotty nose red kid <laughs> because it's going to be such a middle finger to every capitalist, corporate, colonizer, um, fake king, fake queen. It's going to be, I can't wait to that day. I'm going to take a picture 
and I'm going to be a proud native that day. So, um, how many times have you guys performed in LA? None, actually. Oh, what? If, if I'm being what? honest, I haven't been to LA yet. What? Okay, zero. Yeah. There's a reason why I asked that question, right? Of course. Because I've put... been talking to you about this, right? Dude. I'm like, yo, I've never seen him on a flyer. Like, guys, I throw some of the biggest underground hip hop shows. They out need here in the Novo, bro. They need like the you know Novo. What I'm saying? Like my last show, we just did two back to back shows with Griselda Records with Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. Yeah. Like those, those are the my shows you know not only do you book la but you book san francisco san francisco uh we did rock marciano we we did Zarface. uh we do necro every year we 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 did um hieroglyphics not too long ago conejo Conejo. i mean these guys are that's the type of head i am like a deep underground hip-hop head and i've always been uh you know ever since you guys were part of our conversations uh in the last month i was just like yo i I've never seen him rock in LA. I'm just, I hope they haven't because I would love to bring them out and plan and, and, or try to pick them up on like a tour route. If you guys are ever planning on coming out here, cause you know, things will start uh, opening back up. Like I think early 2022 for, for, for the U S yeah. when, when it comes to shows. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, as soon as they open up this brother, this is not a joke, bro. Like the Roxy theater, the whiskey, Regent, the catch the Regent, one, the catch one. These are very hard venues to get into. And this brother holds the key to it because he's had proven events there. And you guys are definitely of the caliber to headline that space and show the natives of California. And I bet, man, you guys will be fully embraced for Los Angeles. Dude, as well, gonna, man. dude these, I'm telling you, these yeah. guys were made for this. And I'm sure you guys know you guys have L.A. fans, right? I checked your guys' Spotify numbers. I, like, I know you guys have hella heads out here in in the west coast oh actually yo since yeah since we're talking about la uh back in i think it was october Mm. we were supposed to do we were scheduled to do the fall or like the u.s tour but because of the pandemic we had to postpone it once again right right but one of the venues i can't remember which venue it was but one random night when we're supposed to be in la we're getting messages on our instagram there's like Yo, are you guys okay? Like, are you guys you guys still doing your show tonight? We're like, what? Oh no, that's what's going on. There's like, yeah, there's like a whole gang of us lining up, waiting to get into the venue so we could wow watch you guys perform. And we're just like, man, what is going on, bro? So like, we start messaging the venue and all that stuff right away. And I tell you, you know, we figured we 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 figured it out. Mm. But because of that, we're like, we're moving to a bigger venue. Mm. Now I I can't remember the name of the venue, but Mm. you know, I was kind of like. I was choked to find that out, like mm. that there are people waiting out there and that mm. they didn't know that it was postponed. Mm. So I'm kind of getting in like all negative mood. And then one of my friends was just like, dude, congrats. You got people lining up to see you in a fucking pandemic. I was like, you know what? When you put it like that, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually pretty fucking That's not cool. easy to do in LA, bro. No, bro. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. Even if you're like, wow seasoned and i'm always into like throwing the first shows you know if you could do that if you could do that without ever coming here you you guys are like doing something extraordinarily special and when you do get here it's more of like a king's welcome i'm not uh, let me rephrase that a warrior's welcome you know what i mean some brothers 
Yes, yes. totally. Now we're, we're back. back. Now we can. I'm so happy that you're back. Hey, bro, this is yeah, your podcast. I know, I, I know you have so much to say, guys. Bro, and this is your podcast. Your podcast. This is we'll not deal your, with it. This is not your typical cookie cutter interview, bro. This is a real raw indigenous hip hop yeah. platform right here out of LA, guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's your hour. It's your two hours. It's your three hours. It's whatever you want to say, bro. This is your platform. So go for it. Yeah. I don't even know what I was going to say. I was stressed out, man. My anxiety is up here right now. Well, we no, pray no, for just, you, just tell me, have you, have you been, have you ever been out to LA? Yeah, bro. Like, look, yo, she's out. Nice. Right there, we LA. I'm going to stand up and show you guys this, yo. I got, yo, I got my Zoom pants on right now. I got sweats and, like, sandals on. Right on. Uh, yeah, check out, though. Fire. Nice. That's right. That's right. That's the right. Kobe tattoo, bro. Like, you know, like. Yeah, man, no, LA, LA, like, I'm a huge Lakers fan, like, we, like, and, uh, you know, like, Darren said, you know, like, basketball was huge for, in our community, mm. and it was almost like a religion, you know, like, it was like, we, I saw, I saw, we like, basketball, like, that's, that's what we did, you know, right. and for us, you know, like, uh, it was almost like, like, we didn't eat dinner at the dinner table, we were watching the Lakers play, you know, like, right. we were, like, watching basketball, we were watching NBA games, and if we weren't, we were at the, we were at the gym playing ball. Right, right. Yeah, and like yo, and and also like just to add to that, you know, like we we come like where we come from, like uh, there's this there's this tournament called the All Native Basketball Tournament, mm. and uh, like when we're talking about uh, like colonialism and killing the Indians, saving the man, mm. what comes with that is killing our cultures, our traditions, our languages, mm. and uh, like the All Native Basketball Tournament was put in place to bring all these natives from all across BC, all across like uh, the West Coast, like Alaska, all over the place, like Haida's everywhere, like all the nations, you know, they would come to this basketball tournament and they would compete. And what it was for us, it was a way to preserve our languages, our traditions, and like our our, our relationships with uh, nation to nation sovereignty. You know, and it was like, so like, you like basketball was huge for us out here mm. on the west coast kobe was the best player i ever got to so, see so yeah uh so. young d told us he's never performed in la have you ever performed in la i never performed anywhere that d hasn't performed okay <laughs> oh, okay that's right yeah. No, okay yeah yeah so that's fucking dope zero yeah yeah right that's cool that you because are, you know zero remember for months i've been trying to you know talk to you about you know eventually we, we want to scale this out to like throw a big ass show out here involving la natives and involving all of our guests and mm-hmm. you know fly uh-huh. them out put, put money in their pocket sell tickets and 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 best believe all of our la natives uh followers will go out to the shows absolutely oh hell yeah i mean when, when you know that's what i want yeah go sorry, ahead. that's what i wanted to ask you guys too like you know like i think we had a we we had a our tour obviously was booked and um you know like it's on promoters to let people know when, when things are canceled right right and uh, uh a lot of the guys out in la like uh, i think it was our only show that wasn't like dealt with properly mm. so people were lining up outside this club in la or this this venue and they were messaging us in the and i was like stressed now i'm like yo there's people lined up outside this club and they're blaming us they're like yo so you know those kids aren't gonna be i'm like well, of course not you know the borders are closed like and that was like something that like like wasn't like told to them i guess but i was just wondering like you guys were a part of that or not no we, no, I, no i didn't know about no. that but if you could do that in la i, I, mean, I would even, love to even know like i would love to hip hop artists i would love to know who the promoters are because i know all of them personally yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, did, we actually did do a show out in uh where was it like 
and the Bay Area, like was it Princeton or Stanford? Uh, Sounds Stanford, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. We're, we're close to LA, but not wasn't LA. <laughs> Yeah. The, Armando, yeah, Armando's a perfect. Ar- Armando's a right here, right here. We have a fan right here. He, say, he says, "I'll fly out to LA from New York to see them yeah. perform." That's the yeah. kind of no, guy. We'll, we'll come out to New York, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You guys are starting to become like the Grateful Dead. I think it's just an experience. And if I want to, I want to see that show in Los Angeles, and then take another flight and go see it in New York. That's the type of band you guys are. Because I've seen your live performances. I've watched your music videos. I play you on Spotify. I mean, people are lining yeah. up in LA because they didn't get told that you guys ain't gonna be there. That's I can't I can't describe a superstar more better than that. So big ups to you guys. I love you guys, man. I, and keep doing your message, bro. And 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 shout out to Brody too, uh, the manager involved for yeah linking us. You know, he's the man. Man behind the scenes. Yeah, man. You know, and also like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk I'm just gonna talk to what you guys are saying about like our live sets and stuff like that. You know, like mm. uh, when we put together uh, these. Actually, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna pull it back a bit to where I was cut off. Actually, right on. Um, Go for it. Go for like, it. Like yeah, when we're talking about like you know like we're talking about like Snotty Nose Red Kids and the mm. name and mm. like how Darren was like he was talking about like you know like maybe he was a little hesitant about it at first. And like when we first started this conversation, I said like, yo, like uh, the the knows comes from us being able to learn, live and learn. Mm. And the rest case talks about like our sense of community and how important it was to us. Mm. And uh, when we first started this group, uh, like we were thinking of like, what are we gonna call our first album? And we're like, uh, it was like Snowy Nose Rest Kids. I was like, hell yeah. And then like two years later, I was like, yo, bro, why don't we just call ourselves Snowy Nose Rest Kids? like represents us perfectly you know mm. and then people were like yo like you're like yo no like like no one wanted to touch us like managers people that wanted to represent us like they're like they're, no one's gonna want to put that on the festival bills mm. i was like all right then, then like if you want us to change the name then maybe find another artist you know what i mean like mm. we're gonna we're gonna be true to ourselves yeah and you know this is like us it's like chat people and like like we normalize uh, like, 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 you know, like I have a tattoo that says savage, you know, like we're like, uh, we're reclaiming these like, uh, words that were like, like, uh, meant to put us down mm. and yeah. And like, you, if you listen to our second album, uh, it's like all about reclaiming, uh, reclaiming ourselves and reclaiming our power and letting the world know that, yo, you guys try to tear us down. You guys treat colonialism. You guys colonized us. You guys, uh, wanted to like, like. Uh, pretty much like wipe us out. Absolutely. You didn't even want us here. Like the, the only reason you didn't is because it's insane to, you know, like like try and kill us off. You know, like so we let people know like like we're still here and we're proud of who we are and where we come from. You know what I mean? And that's very clear. It's very clear in mm-hmm. your music videos, in your lyricism, in your attitude. I just love it, man. And I, like, I love the whole story behind the name and the influence and the background. I thought the name that. was brilliant. I thought the name was like something like, you know, Norrell's Barkley or something on that level where it was like, who is Snotty Nose Resk? I got to see who that is. I got to at least go to YouTube and see what this is. Because yeah. I saw the reservation when I read that. Because I've been to the reservation. I've been to Hopi reservations. I've been to, I've been, I, you know, I was a part of the Peace and Dignity run that started in Alaska and in Chile and met up in Teotihuacan. So they actually physically ran the continent, you know, piggyback. But we were able to 
you know, sweat on certain reservations and go to certain Sundance grounds and stuff like that. But when I heard your name, I saw that. I was like, what a brilliant fucking name. That's a, just yeah. a brilliant name. I'm glad you guys stuck yeah. with it and I'm glad you guys yeah. fought for it. I wanted to add, like, sorry, I, I forgot, like, where, where I was going with the story, you know? Like, oh, sorry. But, like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I just, I was just ranting, you know? But, like, when we talk about, like, uh, you know, like, we're putting our albums together and putting concept pieces together. Mm. We're, like, for us, it's like, it's our art, you know? It's like putting a book together. It's like, like, like we're an author and we're telling the story the way it was meant to be told mm. through our own context and through stories that were passed down to us through lived experiences from our, our elders and our aunties and our uncles and our parents and our cousins. Mm. And, you know, like, you know, like, we can only speak, we're like, we're two uh, highs of men, and we can only speak from our own context, mm. but we can speak for a bigger, like, we can speak for a, a body of people. Mm. And, you know, like, when you're talking about, like, like, what our people have been through, like, you know, like, people have been leading this revolution for, like how long you know like and like you got land defenders you got people that are like uh like uh, standing up for our rights and right. and you know like and we're just this small little working piece to this massive machine and you know like and 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 like i pride in being the voice for these people you know if that's what I, if that's if, if that's what i have to be like i like i'll do it like we'll do it and like you know like it, it might not be like a lot of times like you know like it might not be like our story but it would be one of our relative stories or like mm. someone that has spoken to us and like let us know like that it's okay for us to tell their story mm. you know what i mean so like mm. th like that's kind of like what i take pride in like when when it comes to like us writing music and stuff it's like we're speaking for our people we're speaking for our ancestors we're speaking for the 10 generations down the line wow. and we're gonna like step up to the plate and do it properly and you are you are definitely and embrace that right yeah Definitely. I mean, I, I haven't rooted for anybody more than these guys because they deserve it. You know, they deserve it. And our story needs to be told on on any on any. I mean, whether you're from Arizona, Los Angeles, Sacramento, um, you know, where you guys are from. I mean, it's yeah. it's time. And you guys are like a huge obsidian arrow going straight into the heart of colonialism and putting it in their face, you know, and saying yeah. what? Right. Yeah, but like, and like you know, like you you talked about uh, you talked about Tribe Called Red. You talked about John Trigel in that song. I think the song that you're thinking about mm. it was called The Hallucination. Yes. And yes. It, it was you right. It was the intro to their album. Mm. And you know, like me and Darren coming up in like this indigenous scene, mm. uh, like like Tribe Called Red were huge influences on us. Nice. And we took a lot of pride in like 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 in our music and our craft. Mm. But like when you think about uh, when you think about um, putting together an album, you're putting together a piece of art, mm. and like when you're putting together a set list, mm. it's the same damn thing, mm. you know. Like so, when we're putting albums together, like we want to bring the people out, and we want to let them know, like, yo, it's okay to let loose, it's okay to party, you're safe here. Like mm. this is your people, this mm. is for you, this is for tonight, this mm. is for you to be happy. Wow. Like, we never got, we never, like, growing up in high school, like, you know, like, we were never invited to the parties, we were never invited to anything, like, we never drank or nothing like that. Mm. And, like, because we weren't invited, we like, these spaces weren't for us. Mm. So, like, a lot like Tribe Called Red, we want to, like, make a safe space and, like, let Native people come out and uh, celebrate themselves mm. in, like, a club setting and a party setting. 
So like when we put our set list together, a lot like we put our albums, we build it for the set list. And it's for the experience, you know, and like when you come to a Sonny's Res Kid show, you better be ready to get sweaty. You better be ready to like burn off some energy. You better be ready to like have a good time and like party with like a lot of good people. You know what I mean? And it's always good vibes. Mm. I'm excited for your show in Los Angeles because I've been to two Tribe Called Red shows and they were always mm. sold out. And one venue was the Troubadour and the other venue was El Rey. And the, the El Rey show, man, that one was fire. So to see you guys on that stage, which you guys deserve, because I think you guys could fill a thousand seat, you know, a thousand tickets. Yeah. Um, easy. And I can't wait till that show comes to Los Angeles because Los Angeles is going to meet some real, real, real dope natives. Yeah, man. And again, I want to thank both of y'all for taking your the time and, and giving us this opportunity for this amazing podcast episode, guys. Um, it really motivates me to keep moving forward, <laughs> right, Zero? Armando's head is spinning, bro. Like, cause he's happy that he has your contact and he knows that you, he's working with professionals. Cause he, Armando works with professionals. I mean, Necro, all those people, they're like managers and done the right way, you know. But you know, before we go, do you guys want to say anything else to the community that we have here in LA Natives or the community that you have up there? Yeah. Uh, something yeah you know it's damn you know we're going into like the second year of this pandemic mm. you know what i mean and mm. i feel like things are gonna get a lot worse before it gets better right so you know follow protocol mm. reach out talk talk to your loved ones talk to fam talk mm. to friends mm. you know and if if you're open to the counseling therapy and if you like you could have that possibility you know you could do that as well because i know it's scary i know it's uh, like nerve-wracking to do but it'll pay off in the long run uh we're working on new music nice. so expect some new music coming soon this spring this Sweet. summer this nice. fall nice. and last but not least spread love not germs absolutely <laughs> and for everyone tuning in make sure you guys follow snotty nose res kids on instagram subscribe to their website cop a, pe a piece of merchandise you Absolutely. know what i'm saying support this is them. the time to support and again thank you guys for uh you know taking this la natives uh invite thanks for having us man you got it brothers and i cannot wait for the day that we land in la oh man <laughs> oh yeah this, and this I, i'm definitely gonna uh reach out to Brody and, 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 and try to work the angles for you guys, man, and, and get you guys the quickest opportunity out here. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Trust. Absolutely. And it'll be done professionally, so Mondo's done some Yeah, like, I him. run literally the biggest underground hip-hop website. Like, guys, if you guys open up on Google and just type in underground hip-hop, just those keywords, my website is the number one link worldwide. So I have a very deep connection with the underground hip-hop community, and and Zero is, is like... Uh, he, he he's one of my idols you know what i'm saying i grew up listening to his projects you know what i'm saying his project practically raised me and a group of, of my friends when it comes to indigenous hip-hop so that's how we got together and that's how and why i'm so so uh adamant about supporting and promoting indigenous hip-hop right and you guys are at the, the top bro keep doing yeah. what you're doing keep the message strong and keep knowing that 
our ancestors gave us a red path or a red road or a, a, a direction, you know, and thank you for, for contributing to that message from the bottom of my heart. That's also another thing I wanted to add too, mm. uh, with the message, you know, on those days where it feels like you just don't want to do life. You just don't want to want to get up. You don't want to answer your phone. You don't want to answer those texts. You don't want to work. Just remember that all of our ancestors are always with you every yeah. single day, even yeah. when it feels like they're not. Mm. They guide us more than you know. Absolutely. And what will be, will be. Nice. And y'all want to come out there? Like, like me, me and Darren need to steal LeBron James before he retires. Let's get some tickets, go to a game. Absolutely. Enjoy ourselves. You Absolutely. Know, like, I was going to say. Like, and was... for everyone that's out there making music, like one thing, like I say, like, uh, like what Fresh West said, like, don't, don't make music, don't make don't make songs, make history. Yeah. And that's like one thing that we try and do. When you're doing it, making history. Definitely. Pearl Zero, history. I already know, man. You could take care of these dudes when, when they come to LA, man. Oh, man, they'll get the red carpet. They'll get the best okay. food. They'll get the it's best everything. You guys, you know, we're, we're not rich out here, but we know where it's at. We've been here. You know, my grandfather's, my grandfather's moved from or migrated from the texas territories in the 30s so yeah. i'm like a couple of generations deep here in los angeles you know we went through the zoot zoo, my mom went through the zoot zoot riot riots and all that stuff so we got history here and we know all yeah. the best places the best beaches the best food the best the tour. excellent i can't wait man. Yeah, we family your family and you'll be treated like that here oh, because yeah. you know you know it just you guys, I just, I'm sick. Of, I'm excited that I got to meet you guys. Thank you so much for inviting. Thank yeah, you guys. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Right. Much love, y'all. Wow, that was a, another wow interview. Wow, I mean, these brothers are so humble, man. These guys are like direct. They're direct a little bit, you know, right. very, very confident in what they're doing, and they should be. They're they're amazing artists that are putting out a very difficult message for all people to receive and digest and understand. You know, there's a lot of community out there that don't like the new version of, of hip hop. You know, it's the same sound or, but at least these brothers are going to where the source is at, which is Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, he said he picked out beats from Atlanta and you're doing trap music or doing that type of, you know, hip hop. You're going to the right place and they're doing the right things. And their videos are professional. Um, I, I just, this, this was fun. He, they, they basically answered all of the questions we had prior to coming into this interview. Yeah. Right, Zero? Because we had a lot of conversations about Snotty Nose Res Kids. And how about that? Like, I, people I lining up at the, re, at, the, at the venue during the pandemic thinking they're going to see them. That's like <laughs> a crazy ass story. That's how dope these guys are. I mean, they deserve it. You know, if you work hard on your music and you do the right things that you know don't give up you keep going it'll happen look at these guys right um i was working these boards man you know uh, i was trying to get the uh, the best audio i can can i can get from the guys mm -hmm. so hope I i'm hoping everyone was able to listen to that um of course this is going to be uploaded immediately onto our spotify page mm -hmm. Shout out to all the comments and everyone in the chat. Absolutely. Shout out to our um, native LA native loyal followers. 
all those that have subscribed to our website, all those who follow us on IG um, and any platform that we have. I mean, these brothers had a, an amazing story and I'm glad they focused on the message of, you know, Native American, uh, I mean, reservation suicides uh, and the pain that happens in, in the reservations. We have to put a spotlight on that. This is our original home. And our brothers who have, who carry that, who have been put in concentration camps that they call reservations, they have a twisted, we have a twisted version of what that is. A reservation is a concentration camp meant to destroy your indigenous lineage, meant to take all your treaty rights. But we thrive there. Yes, we go through difficult times. Yes, some souls may not be ready to continue on. But we say a prayer for those people. We say a prayer for our brothers out there who are struggling. To understand that life is a gift. That we should look at the sunset and the sunrise and inspire our lives with that. Understand that we're connected to that infinitely. The great ancestors of long ago put down a prayer, created sophisticated calendars, structures, passed on medicine that went on all throughout Turtle Island. There's no coincidence that the story is the same. The poverty, the pain. We've struggled a lot these 500 years. And it's time to heal. We have already healed. If you take pride in being a native, you're in the healing process. The rest is just the road. Be a warrior of heart. Be a proud native. Connect with all that is and all that will be infinitely. LA natives, we'll see you Wednesday. Taso Kamatli, Omateo, Onansi, Donato.